We interrupt what you're watching right now to bring you this exciting story. NXT, as we know it, is dead. R.I.P. NXT. You know, sometimes when I go on uh, these wrestling podcasts, I sometimes I forget to do it. But I like to do uh, a little thing where I throw up the Undisputed Era symbol and say R.I.P. Undisputed Era. Because that's a fact if you don't know that's a faction that was in nxt like if you're if you don't watch nxt um it was adam cole kyle o'reilly bobby fish roderick strong they had aside from the like silly uh dexter loomis shit that i was not a fan of that and roddy going to the psychologist and shit i got they were trying to like you know be funny I think it was a kind of like funny faces and shit but I wasn't a big fan but besides that um Undisputed Era was the like greatest shit going for a long time on that show and especially when they all had all the gold and they would all come out together they were wearing all the belts super cocky we're the shit we have every championship in this company, aside from the women's. Uh, those were great times. NXT, for me, I started watching it right when, so right when the, right, it was like right after the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn shit. After that was going on is when I really started like paying attention to that show because I wasn't aware who Kevin Owens was before that. I'm not a, I am a wrestling fan, but I don't, I'm not one of these fans who sits here and pretends they know, oh yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember when Sami Zayn was in HPW wrestling and he was, nah, I don't, listen, I, I try to pay attention to a lot, but I don't have all the knowledge. So that was my first time seeing Kevin Owens. And when I saw the excitement around him, I went back and did my research and found out who Kevin Steen was. So right after they, uh, right after Kevin powerbombed him into the, the freaking the corner of the ring and heard him and shit. And he became champion. That's about the time where I started watching it. And in that time, I saw probably, I probably saw NXT put on more four, four and a half star matches in such a short time frame than I've remember seeing anywhere else. Like I, I can't. All those takeover shows were top to bottom. There's not one that was like this was a bad show. Not even a bad show. Like it, it, it's like I can't remember one of those shows where I was like, like not happy for something. Um, if I was disappointed, maybe at the way some matches turned out, yeah, whatever. But for the most part, there's none of those shows I could be like, yeah, that takeover in 2018, that shit was in any good. Not that there. All of those you should at least watch as a wrestling fan. There have been so many matches on there that, like, 
to me were like fucking at least four stars. Um, you know, and then I had to go back and watch Bailey Sasha because that was like before my NXT time. But even then, I won't even count that. More like um, just the feuds like Aleister Black had and uh, fucking, of course, now I'm getting a brain fart. But like the War Games matches, fucking Pete Dunne versus Walter. I know that was more NXT UK, but the Gargano feud with fucking Tommaso Ciampa. The anything that Adam Cole basically was involved in, <laughs> uh, Alistair Black versus Andrade. It, there's there were so many feuds that built up and were paid off in a fantastic wrestling storytelling fashion that like. It really hurts my feelings to see what's happening to that brand right now. If you didn't know, WWE just a couple days ago did another set of releases and they were all NXT talent. Now, the thing with these releases is they weren't all big names. Okay, that's not the point. A lot of people online I see are like talking about how, oh, there's a bunch of nobodies. And, you know, some of those guys, they hadn't even been on TV in months. And like they they weren't even fully developed characters. And I understand that. Um, You would say maybe the, the first five names on the list were the, the real important ones. Or not so much that they're important, but like that they've been on TV recently doing shit. Um, so the the first five names are Bronson Reed, Mercedes Martinez, Tyler Rust, Leon Ruff, and Bobby Fish. All five of those guys were like, well, Mercedes Martinez is hurt, so she wasn't on TV. But everyone else there has been on TV like in the last week or two, doing literally in programs that are already weeks or months old like they're they're it's not like they just came out as like oh hey here's bobby fish having a match no he's involved in a tag team thing now with diamond mine diamond mine is also a thing that's been going on every week and they're cutting people they cut they're i don't understand like they're cutting people that are in diamond mine leon ruff was just the fucking the champion not long ago. Bronson Reed literally just had the fucking title two, three weeks ago. Mercedes Martinez just came back from Raw, was challenging for the women's chat title. Like, these people were just on your TV doing, like, the highest level shit that they could do for the show. And even some of the people on here who weren't doing that some of these guys on the on the lower end of this list, like, um, I believe Asher Hale was on 205 Live that night. I don't know exactly who it was because I don't watch 205 Live because nobody watches that. But I'm pretty sure Asher Hale was on 205, like, 205 Live that ni same night these cuts happened. And it's like, 
I don't. It, it, again, it's not about the talent level of these people. It's just like it shows that these people in WWE number one, they don't give a shit about NXT. They don't give a flying fuck about that show. Whether it's Vince or this Nick Khan guy who are doing all these cuts and trying to get this company to hit a certain number. I don't know what's going on. But they don't give a fuck about NXT. They really don't. So if they really gave Triple H and Sean full reign of that thing and let them do whatever they want to do, I think that's actually the case. They just, he was like, all right, go ahead and go do your thing over there. Uh, bring me money. Get me numbers. And I guess since they quote unquote lost the battle with AEW, because it was a war, but it's not a war, but it is a war. Now, since their numbers are down, Vince is like, ah, okay. I need to get involved now. Uh, and he's getting involved. Apparently, a couple weeks ago, they were reports that were were saying that there are high executives in NXT today. And they're there for some reason. And no one was really sure why they were there. And they had talent there. Like Sasha Banks apparently was there. And uh, some other high-level talent on Raw SmackDown. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess Vince is coming down and scouting for some talent. Like, I thought he was going to go down there and see some people and be like, all right, kid, I like you. And all right, young lady, you and you and you and you are going to run. And you're going to SmackDown and let's go. I thought he was basically going down there to like cherry pick. I guess that's not the case. I guess they were going down there to evaluate shit and see, hey, what's going on down here? I feel like that's what it was. I feel like they had no fucking clue what was going on in NXT because they didn't care. And somebody got to Vince about the numbers of the ratings. And he was like, what? Nah, we got to get down there. What the fuck's going on down there? So they went over there, and I guess they didn't like what they saw. Because now there's reports saying that NXT is going to change, and they're getting away from older wrestlers, and they want to focus on younger talent, bigger talent, no more midgets, that's what they said. No more small guys, no more midgets. And they want to focus on having NXT have bigger guys that look like Roman Reigns to put up to the main roster. So then they went and they cut, what, these 12 people? And supposedly this is not the end. There's going to be more. But it's like, I look at that list and I'm like, fam, I guess if that's what you want to do, and I'm just going to go off the top five guys, because Kona Reeves is a young dude and he's talented. I don't, I, if you can't do something with Kona Reeves, like he's basically like another John Morrison type character, not in the same like character character, but like can be used like that. And I guess since that's what WWE likes to do, you would think they'd find a place for this guy. 
But like Bronson Reed, like you can't like you can't like have Bronson Reed go on SmackDown and like be with the the bloodline like it fucking writes itself, dude. You could have him go after the Intercontinental title and try to bring that to the fucking bloodline. Like it the shit writes itself. I know maybe you don't want to get things overbloated, but it's just someone different to add to the mix and it immediately gets him over. I don't know if you want to bring him in as a heel, but that would be something different for him. And he would immediately get over, like in that faction, immediately. Then after that, you can do whatever you want with him. Mercedes Martinez has 20 years of experience in fucking wrestling. She's got a fucking, she's awesome in the ring. She has a great character. She has a great look. They put her in fucking whatever that stupid faction was in Raw on Raw. I don't even remember what they're fucking called. I keep thinking Evolution. <laughs> Revolution. I don't know what the fuck their names were. And I don't care. Because it sucked. It didn't even last a year. That shit didn't even last a full calendar year. They already dismantled it. Tyler Russ was just uh, with... Uh, Malcolm Bivens, wasn't he? What the fuck? Bobby Fish, I understand. I can, I can, I'm not saying I understand because I hate to see anyone lose their job, but I can kind of understand why they would want to part ways with Bobby Fish because if this is their new thing where they want bigger guys and younger guys, Bobby Fish is up there in age and he's a smaller dude. And he has been injury prone. I think he's been injured more than he's been on NXT. Well, that's not fair. I don't think that's fair. Because um, he's had plenty of he had he's had title runs with the tag team titles, and but it's a significant amount of time that he's been out injured. Um, so, you know, okay, I, I can I can understand why you would do that, but it just looks. Like, number one, again, they don't care about that fucking system at all. They don't really give a shit about NXT. But what it really shows is, like, lack of... That shit, like, shows lack of leadership. Like, shit rolls downhill. They're supposed to be... This is, like, a big, multi-billion dollar business. And you're cutting people like this who are literally appearing on your program that week, You're and then you're cutting them. Like with Alistair Black, they just brought him back. They start doing vignettes. People start getting excited. He comes out one week, and then they fucking cut him. He gets involved with Big E, and then they're like, next week, no mention of the guy, no mention of what happened, no mention of him costing Big E the title. No, it just, this guy disappeared. He's gone. And I get if you're doing that kind of shit because something happened, some news came out about the guy's a scumbag, and or, or whatever, you know. If he did something that's, you know, I, I get those things. You want to kind of get those people, you know, when they're going through that shit, you don't want them on your TV. I get it. But then none of that happened. <laughs> they kept them off TV forever. They finally bring them back, and then they're like, nah, you know what, budget cuts, bro. We got to get rid of this guy. That's the worst part. That they tell these people that they're cutting them due to budgetary reasons. 
That's the worst part of this shit. Because it's bullshit. Because the company is more profitable now than it's ever been. And it has nothing to do with the cuts. They're making fucking stupid money. They just made billions of dollars from the NBC Universal deal. They're swimming in money. Like... And now I'm hearing that NXT UK talent making on average $22,000 a year. Like, what the fuck? What is going on over there, bro? What is going on? You know, my 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 boy, Midnight EXP17, I was doing his show and he said something to me. He says, there's a reason why when a lot of these talent get away from like WWE they always film some kind of vignette in the next place that they go of them like getting out of jail or breaking out of an asylum there's a reason why they do that I guess now I see that now like that place seems like it's being run by psychotics because they're there it's like it's like chaos there's always like top people getting hired and fired like they'll bring in paul Heyman, and they're like well paul Heyman's gonna be heading raw now and you go oh shit that's fucking cool bro paul Heyman. you know you know they're not gonna let him run roughshod over the place but dude he's got good ideas he's i love dcw yeah he's gonna be running creative now and then he does it for two weeks and you already hear there's getting there's fighting there's dismay and, and his his uh his suggestions are getting a lot of feedback all of a sudden out of nowhere and it's like they give these people like a week or two to do their thing and then WWE has to get their hands involved and like fuck it up. And it's like I, that shit's been happening for years and it happens all the time. It's like I I I don't like I don't know dude, like what is going on over there? It's so crazy. It's crazy. And it's not even NXT cuts. They've been cutting wrestlers from SmackDown and Raw left and right. They just had a big freaking another round of cuts before this happened. So it's like, you know, it just shows like bad leadership, man. Who would want to work for a company like that? I got to tell you, I, I'm, and I'm not one of these dudes who's, you know, I like to point out the good and the bad and like everything. So I watch wrestling. Uh, I'm not like, I'm an AEW fan. No, I, I, I like AEW. I want to love WWE, <laughs> but it's like an abusive relationship and they won't let me love them. But I will mark out and pop over good shit that they do edge coming back at royal rumble uh edge just coming back now when the crowds are there i was so happy for that dude i was super fucking happy for him anything roman reigns is doing right now is fucking must see tv i love the fact that bobby lashley's champion the story is that they're they have a man are kind of dumb but i love him as champion he looks the shit He's a legit badass. He should have the fucking belt. I love Rhea Ripley, Balor, Asuka, Charlotte Flair's amazing. It's it's just they're involved in these 
stories and and they don't make any sense. They do the same thing every week. And then in pay-per-view, they make you watch it again. And then on Monday, they make you watch it again. And it's like, I, I can't keep watching the same horrible shit over and over again, dude. And then you got these talents who are... I've seen them do amazing things in NXT, not getting used and then getting cut. It's like, I, dude, I don't understand it. Karrion Cross. You would think Karrion Cross is exactly what Vince wants. A big, scary-looking dude. He's got a fucking hot, hot, hot girlfriend who comes out with him. They have a big, overblown cinematic entrance. He comes out and does like five moves. They all look good. He smashes people. And he wins. You would think that's exactly what Vince is looking for. He wants a big guy. I don't want little guys. I want big guys. Big Roman Reigns looking guys. Carrying Cross is huge. Carrying Cross is ripped. He's got a great character when you let him do his thing. They put the belt on him in NXT. He's undefeated in NXT. I was watching Raw. Karrion Cross will be here tonight. Holy shit. For real? That's something to get excited about. Okay. Here I am. Let's watch this. Karrion Cross comes out. Why does this entrance look different? Where's Scarlet? No Scarlet anywhere to be seen. Just carrying cross. With different music. And a different set of shit going on in his background screen. And it's like... The people who know carrying cross were probably there telling the people who don't know Karrion Cross, oh shit, yo, this guy, yo, when he comes out, son, you're gonna see him come out with his bitch, and you're gonna see this giant fucking crow, and then she's gonna start singing, and it, yo, it's gonna be this shit, watch when he comes out. And then he comes out, and you're like, oh, uh, um, okay, that was literally the fucking reaction of the crowd. It was like exasperation. It was literally like if you could see people turning to each other and going like, yo, where's Scarlet, 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 Scarlet. Everybody was fucking confused. I was confused. But I go, okay, maybe Scarlet's hurt or something. Maybe Scarlet's not ready to come up to the main roster. Maybe this is just like a one-off thing because he still has the belt. So, you know, eventually they got to take the belt off of him and then bring him up to the main roster so maybe this is just like a monday night tryout which is also something different that they could do so i was like okay let's let's see yeah it's not his usual entrance and scarlet's not here okay but the entrance looks kind of cool with the fucking meteorites crashing and shit it looked dope it looked kind of cool it's just that his other entrance is much better and you know scarlet so I'm like, all right, you know, he comes out, he still looks like a badass. Walking to the ring, he's all big, he's got his outfit on, he's got his belt on, he's pacing the ring and shit. Who's he facing tonight? Jeff Hardy. Yo, shit, it's Jeff Hardy. 
We haven't seen him in a few weeks. Damn, kind of sucks that they're going to feed him to Karrion Cross, but, you know, older guy putting over younger talent, that's the, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? So, and there's things that they could have done with the match where they didn't have to have Jeff Hardy look like shit or get squashed, but, you know, that would require fucking time and energy, which is something they don't like to do a lot, so, here comes Jeff Hardy. I don't recognize this. Me- oh, shit. It's no more words. What? So, not only do you take away one of the coolest things about carrying Cross with Scarlet in the entrance. Not only do you do that. You also decided to give in to the suggestions of Jeff Hardy that he's been doing for a while and the suggestions of the online fans who have been clamoring for Jeff to get his music back so it's been building up within the community that no more words man that's his shit he wants it back and they should just give him his song back because he's been coming out to that Hardy Boys theme which frankly he shouldn't be coming out with that that's it's not his music it's the Hardy Boys music So, you know, when he had his championship run, he came up with this song and then he left. And then when he came back, they were playing the Hardy Boys theme. They just kind of forgot about no more words. So fans have been wanting this for a while. So what do you do? (laughs) You bring back Jeff Hardy to wrestle Karrion Cross, and you give Jeff Hardy no more words, which Jeff Hardy is already super fucking over. Anything Jeff Hardy does, he does not come out to a mild reaction. Jeff Hardy to comes Jeff Hardy comes out to fucking yeah Jeff fucking Hardy. Everybody loves Jeff Hardy. And now he comes out with the shit he's been asking for. So now you can see he's super fucking excited about hearing his music. The fans are super fucking excited so they pop super heavy. Even Karrion Cross popped. If you go back and you watch it, even Karrion Cross fucking popped when he heard no more words. <laughs> so now you effectively take the whole fucking crowd and put them behind Jeff Hardy, which. Okay, Jeff Hardy's the face in this situation, so you want the crowd behind him, but you're killing all of Karrion Cross's fucking debut. Like, he almost just looked like a guy. Then what happens? They have a two fucking minute match where Jeff Hardy basically cheats to win and rolls up Karrion Cross and uses his feet on the ropes, which is a thing that bad guys do to beat this guy. The NXT champion. So then he loses. And Jeff Hardy runs away. Ha ha ha, I won. And he's nowhere to be found because he didn't even come out next week or the week after that. Oh, because he got COVID though. So shout out to Jeff Hardy. I forgot about that. But Jeff Hardy runs away. And now Karrion Cross is standing there looking like a dumbass 
and he just got rolled up by old ass Jeff Hardy. Karrion Cross before that was undefeated for over a year or longer. Undefeated, never been pinned. I don't even know if he's been on his back really often. Maybe once. Unless if it's not him suplexing people and him picking himself back up. So you pin the NXT champion on your flagship show in front of a live crowd. And then you have a guy go up to him with a mic and go carrying cross, carrying cross, extra, extra, extra. How do you feel about this devastating loss? And Karrion Cross responds with, Jeff Hardy doesn't know what he's, uh, what did he say? He's going to regret that, or he doesn't know what he just did, or something to that effect. So I guess Karrion Cross, fucking as a revenge, gave Jeff Hardy COVID. What, so in that scenario, this is what I saw, because I know a lot of people see things differently. But this is what I saw. What I saw was a chairman or program director, whoever it might have been, whoever was in charge of that segment, whoever came up with that idea and okayed it, okay? I don't know who it was, but I'm pretty fucking sure I know who it was. But since I don't know for sure, I'm just going to say whoever and leave it anonymous. What that showed me was whoever was in charge of that segment doesn't give a fuck about NXT. They don't give a fuck about that NXT title. They don't give a fuck that the NXT champion was coming to Monday Night Raw. They don't care about anything NXT related. As a matter of fact, just a couple weeks ago, Charlotte Flair, when she won the woman's title again, they were claiming that she would be the 13-time world champion if she won the belt on Sunday at Money in the Bank, which she did. So then they said, the 13-time world champion Charlotte Flair Yay! Then she came out on Raw. And they said the 11-time women's champion. You want to know why they did that? Because they don't count the NXT title as a title reign. It doesn't even fucking count in the record books. So, what's the point of even having it? They effectively said, Yo, NXT is nothing. It is, it is a farm system, literally. They tried to pitch it as its own thing. And God bless the talent. They tried to, you know, 
they tried really fucking hard to do it, but NXT is dead. It's fucking dead. It's going to go back to what it used to be, which is something that nobody watched except for the hardcore WWE fan who watches every single thing that they're drip-fed. And, you know, they may or may not get the kind of stars that they want because they're going to be plugging in just big giant dudes who can work and bring them up to the main roster. Because apparently that's all they want. Big giants. Big, big, big guys. So, I, I guess that that's the thing now. That's, you know, Vince is just like, up. Ah, AW, they have a bunch of smaller guys, so we're going to have the big guys. Big, big, big guys. Which doesn't make sense either, because they just released Braun Strowman. Who's a very big guy. So... I don't know what the fuck is going on over there in that place. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know because I'm just some dude doing a podcast. But like, I, I from from looking at them and the moves that they make, I I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. But I can tell you that NXT, as it was, was as it was was. I'm speaking in past tense because that shit's dead. I'm just waiting for them to say, though. Sorry, I'm not getting emotional. My throat hurts. (laughs) Let me drink this real quick. It sounded like I was getting emotional there. Um, I'm waiting for them to say that the show's over. Like, final episode of NXT. They're going to end it with a takeover and have a blowout of matches. And then next week, it's going to repackage. Because they're talking about they're going to get a new logo. They're going to get new music. And it's going to be strictly developmental. So the whole format of the show might change. And who knows? They might end up... It might be better. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is the beginning of something great. Maybe they're going to find some really big dudes that Vince likes. And maybe they're going to go out there and maybe Triple H and Shawn Michaels and everybody there. And Regal and whoever else is in charge of this training Maybe they'll still put on great matches and all that just with new people and a new logo and whatever. I don't know. Maybe it will. But God damn it, man. NXT moving to uh, the USA Network was the worst possible thing that could have happened to them. They should have just stayed a one-hour show on the network and just kept it pushing because... Them coming up to TV was was that shit was that was not good for them, obviously because look at how it went. They should have just stayed their ass on the fucking network and kept it pushing. And now it looks like they're gonna be pushing daisies. 